job, JT. Didn't JT do a good job on the drums this morning? Great job, man. And, uh, huh? Yes, please. And, uh, well, we welcome you. And, um, and this is still the day the Lord has made. We'll continue to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And so I just want to pray uh, just over this word, uh, just before I jump into it. We're going to pray. Just allow God to be God. All right. Uh, just in case you're wondering, I got a brand new cool mic and uh, I'm getting ready for TV, just to let you know. And so that's why I got this cool mic. No, but uh, it's just easier to teach and um, it's, uh, it's good, right? So let's pray. Yes, see it right here? I don't know if you can see it or not, but it's right here. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, God, for this day, Lord. We pray, Father, that the word uh, would go forth and it would encourage, it would instruct. It would give us direction, Lord, in every area of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a story that, um, that I've, I've talked about before, and I uh, ministered this word not too long ago. And I um, just want to talk to you just, and just share this conversation with you, really, just from the heart of God, I believe. If there's ever been a time where people feel surrounded by situations, it's right now. There are a lot of things that's trying to surround and, and um, encamp on all sides of us. The word surrounded simply means just to be surrounded, just to be, just to be kind of blocked in. And there are some of us right here today, Maybe we just feel surrounded by life, surrounded by situations, surrounded by things that are happening that are out of our control. Pastor Jen opened up with a life scripture that many of us have. And as far as I know, the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not evil, right? Plans for hope and a future. But then there, there are some times when we go through and we know the scripture and we understand that God is good, but things don't feel good things don't look good. And even though we may know that God has a perfect plan for our life, sometimes we feel surrounded by our situations. Sometimes we feel surrounded by what's happening around us. And I want to share a story with you uh, that I, I believe that will encourage you in the Lord. There was a man in the Bible named Elisha. And Elisha um, Elisha had, uh, I don't know who's got that. Let's turn that on silent. All right. I love ring. <laughs> and um, so let's rewind. There was, a, there was a king, and he was the king of Syria. And the king of Syria had, uh, was the enemy of Israel. And so the king of Syria, um, every time that he would prepare his men for battle, he would... Um, he would go there and he would, he would want to attack Israel. But Israel was always a step ahead of them. You see, Israel was always kind of, was always on guard and always knew where the king of Syria and the army was going to be. And so if, if they were going to be in a certain place, they were warned by, by somebody. And before the king of Syria got there, the Israelites left. So every time this happened, the Israelites would always leave, and they were always a step ahead of the enemy. And so the king of Syria, he got really upset. He was trying to figure out how did this happen? How, you know, who's on the inside that's leaking out this information? And so he called some of his leaders together, and they said, there's nobody, my lord. There's nobody, O king. 
But there is a man. He is called the prophet Elisha. And in fact, he tells the Israelites the secrets, even the words that you speak in your bedroom. Basically, God would tell Elisha the secrets of the enemy, and he would report it to the king of Israel. And Syria could never be successful in their attack. Can I say this? That the enemy is always trying his best to attack. The enemy is always trying his best to to derail the body of Christ. But God will always reveal the secrets of the enemy to his child. It's up to us to heed the warning. You know, when God brings prophetic word from the Lord and prophetic warning, we can't stay in the place where God told us to leave. Because what happens? We end up falling prey to the enemy. And the secrets of God belong to those who diligently seek him. You were talking about that this morning, Lord, about diligently seeking the Lord. God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so now this makes the king of Syria mad. And he's trying to figure out how can he get to Elisha. Because he wants, he wants to make sure that his plan, when he goes to fight the Israelites, comes doesn't come to nothing. And so he sends a great army. If you want to follow along, I'm in first King, I'm in Second Kings chapter six. And so the king of Syria, he gets together a big army. Let's read. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. By night. The enemy doesn't want to come in. He wants to come in unexpectedly. The enemy will always come in when we least expect it. He'll always come in ways. He'll come in ways that we least expect it. He, he surrounded the city and there was no way out. And so now Elisha's servant, he wakes up in the morning and he wakes up and he, and he walks outside of the tent only to find the enemy completely surrounding where they live. And instantly fear gripped him. Instantly this man felt hopeless in this situation and felt like there was no way out. I don't know about you, but I, I know me personally, there's been times during this year, maybe even feel this way even right now, feel surrounded by the enemy. Unexpected things happen that were out of our control. And Elisha the servant of the man of God, he arose early, went out, and he saw how the army was surrounding him. And he comes to Elisha, and he comes back in, and he says, Master, what are we going to do? Instantly, this man felt hopeless. This was a true, accurate evaluation of the situation. He really saw an army surrounding them, and they wanted to kill Elisha and everyone that was with him. This man's focus was on the enemy and what they were doing. It wasn't a wrong statement. What we're going through and what we're facing is not an inaccurate thing that we're saying. But what he saw made him feel like they weren't going to make it. There are many right now that feel like this from time to time. Feel surrounded making us feel hopeless or powerless 
over a situation. And the question today is what is what is it that's surrounding you? What's surrounding us right now? Is it hurt or pain? Financial stress? Is it sickness? Is it worry, anxiety? Is it the stress of dealing with situations that we don't have the answer to? Is it a secret addiction? Is it family problems? Marriage problems? Maybe this morning you feel spiritually dry and you can't seem to hear from God. Maybe it's unforgiveness. There are many of us today in the body of Christ that deal with something that makes us feel surrounded and we don't know the way out. There are many in here today that are asking the question, what are we going to do? How am I going to get through this moment? How can I get past this feeling that I'm having? I don't know how to shake this moment. When is this pain ever going to end? Fear will always keep me from having faith. And so in this moment, the servant of the man of God comes in. He says, what are we going to do? And instantly, Elisha says this to him. Don't fear, for those that are with us are more than those that are against us. Did that sound like a real spiritual thing to say at the time? That sounded like a really good thing to say at the, at the moment. You know, when I'm in the middle of a situation and I feel surrounded, and then, then you sometimes we have these super Christians that come out with these amazing scriptures. And they try to salt and they try to say, hey, everything's going to be all right. God is with us. You know, God's going to bring you through this thing. And they, and they start firing scriptures at us. Has anybody ever felt like that before? You know, you're just in the middle of a situation and you're surrounded and all you see is the enemy. And then all of a sudden, super Christian comes and he starts firing or she starts firing these scriptures at me and try to fix me and try to make me feel okay. And I get it. They're, they're, they're trying their best to make me feel better. But sometimes all I see is the enemy. Sometimes all I do is feel surrounded. Alex, turn me down just a hair. Thank you. I don't want to bust everybody's. I won't blow everybody away this morning. And right in the middle of a situation, and I appreciate the fact that they're trying to help me. And I know they're sharing truth. And in this moment, Elisha was sharing truth. He was sharing the truth of God's word. But I could just hear what, what the servant was saying. It was like, did you really hear that? Dude, do you see what I see? Do you, don't you see the enemy? Don't you see the problem? Don't you see what we're facing right now? And you want to come out and tell me there's more for us than those are against us. Dude, what are you seeing that I don't see? And what, what the, the servant saw was real. He saw the enemy. He saw what was going on. And there were thousands. The king of Syria just didn't send a few people just to come and rough up Elisha. But he sent a great army, thousands. They were completely surrounded, blocked in on all sides. I can hear the thoughts of some of us in the, even right now. Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I'm facing. You don't understand my pain. This looks like an impossible situation. How am I going to get out of this moment? You know, Pastor, it's easy for you to say that you're not going through what I'm going through. Or you might say it to another person. You, you don't understand what I'm going through. We will all experience times when we feel surrounded. Here's the question. What do we do when we feel this way? If I'm talking to anybody this morning, just wave at me this morning. This is You feel maybe just a little bit surrounded. And everybody in this room, I can go around the room and every person in this room feels surrounded by something. Whether it's a financial thing. You know, Christmas is coming. I have a conversation with my wife yesterday. I was like, we got a really downshift for Christmas this year. 
big time, financially, you know? And um, the malls are depressing. I don't know if you've been into the mall lately, but there's like nobody there. And nobody wants to see Santa Claus either. Santa Claus is feeling very rejected right now. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I, went, I went in there yesterday and saw Santa Claus, and he's like, nobody there. And um, But here's the question. What do you do when you feel surrounded? But what's surrounding you today? What do you do when you feel surrounded? I want to ask you this question. You know, everybody in this room, we can all rattle off a few spiritual questions, can't we? Go to church, right? Put on worship music in your house, right? Pray. Read the Bible, you know? But let me ask you this question. These are good spiritual answers. And yes, they're the right things to do. But what do you do when you don't feel like doing any of those things? I want to ask that question again. Is this real? Come on. What do you do when you know the right thing to do? What do you do even when we can even rattle off some spiritual answers as what to do? Go to church, you know, worship, pray, get into the presence of God. Because there are times that I knew the right thing to do that I just didn't feel like doing it. There were times this year, there were times even in the very distant past that where, where I, I knew the right thing to do and I knew I had to pray. I knew I had to press in, but I just didn't feel like doing it. There were times on Sunday mornings when I just was in bed until late and just I, and I knew I had to go to church. I, I had to preach. I'm the pastor. But you're not supposed to feel this way. You're supposed to be bulletproof. Can I say this? Pastors are not bulletproof. Far from it. There are people in this room, there are things that, that we go through that we're not bulletproof. There are things that will attack our lives, that will try to surround us. But Elisha begins to pray for his servant. Listen now. He says, Lord, open his eyes that he would see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots all around Elisha and fire. Elisha noticed this. Elisha didn't pray for the situation to change. Elisha changed, prayed that the eyes of his servant would change. You see, sometimes our situation doesn't always change. But sometimes we have to see what God wants us to see. That in this moment, supernaturally, he was able to see in the spirit that there was actually more angels. There was angels of God and fire from heaven. And they was all surrounding the enemy in this moment. Instantly, his eyes was able to see what he could not see before. He was able to look beyond the enemy. He was able to look beyond the situation. He was able to see what God saw and what was there. If we could see in the spirit realm right now, we'd be able to see the enemy. But you know what? We would also be able to see God, the army of the Lord, surrounding us. How many believe that God surrounds us? When we feel surrounded, that we're really surrounded by God. He prayed that his focus would change. If Jake was saying that this morning about changing our focus. So here's the answer. That when we get in situations that make us feel surrounded, 
to get desperate for God. I was talking to you this morning, Ron, you said about being desperate. And when we get in in situations where we're desperate for God, He reveals Himself to us. He reveals Himself to the desperate when we fix our eyes on the Lord. And unfortunately, the situation may not change right away. We might have to ride out some things. But it's up to us in these times to fix our eyes upon the Lord. Because He is our only hope. He's our only answer. It's in these times that God is molding us, shaping us. There's a hidden power and focus. Staying focused on the Lord. I learned this lesson. I shared this before, but I want to share this with you again. Earlier this year, we had the opportunity to go to the pumpkin patch. Brought the babies there. And so, there's this maze that Joshua brought Samson into. And now, you got to keep in mind that the, the walls of this maze was only this tall. So, it was either made for really short people or dumb adults. I don't know who this was made for. But the walls of this maze was only this high. And so, so Samson, with great excitement, he runs into this maze. Now, keep in mind, Samson's only this tall. And the walls of this maze is only this tall. But his father was right behind him. And so Samson runs through this maze, and he's running to the left and to the right. And he can't figure out how to get through here. And at first, it was exciting to him. But now, as he continues to go through the maze, he gets a little more frustrated. Because he goes to this side, and, and he hits a wall there. And he goes to this side, and he hits a wall here. And, but he can't see above it. But his father's right behind him. Are you hearing this? His father's right behind him, and his father sees the way of escape, and his father sees the way out, but Samson, the walls are too tall for him to see the way of escape. And so he keeps turning around and looking at his father that is with him the whole time to help lead him through this maze. Are you getting this? In the same way, in the same way of life, that when we feel closed in and the walls are taller than where we're at right now and we feel closed in and boxed in on every side the confidence that we have as a child of God is that God is still with us is that even though we're going through this this hard time in life it's to know that God is with me and that God is going to bring me through this moment if I keep looking to him Because, you know, a lot of times it's hard to see our way out. And Samson had to keep turning to his father. It's like, Dad, you got to help me get out of this thing. And as as his father led him through it, he was able to get out of this maze. And in the same way, when we feel closed in, we feel boxed in on every side. We feel surrounded by the enemy. It's to know that God is with you. God is still with us. That even though that we feel like we're away from God, God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. You know what? These are promises that everyone knows in this room here this morning. But sometimes we have to be reminded of the goodness of God. Sometimes we got to be reminded that God is still with us. Sometimes we got to be reminded that this is still a house of prayer. Sometimes we have to be reminded that God is still a God who heals. Sometimes we got to be reminded that God is still a God who provides. That God is still with us. 
that even though we feel forsaken and even though we feel like we're surrounded, that God, you're still with me. And God, if I stay close to you, God, you're going to lead me through this thing. That God, I can't see the way of escape, but God, you are my answer. God, you're the way of escape. And if we stick close to the Father in these moments, in these seasons, do you know that God is the God of every season? You know, last week I was in my front yard and I was I was looking at the trees. And the trees have all lost their leaves and, and they're going through this season. And I began to look at this. I'm like, God, there are people right now that feel the same way probably. They feel dry. You know, she, she just got these mums the other day or weeks ago. And they dried up. and I threw them away this morning actually. They were dried up. They died. They went out of season. And I was looking at this tree in our front yard, and it's missing leaves. It's missing its purpose, you know. And I began to think about this, you know. There are Christians right now, there are people right now that feel empty of purpose. They feel like, you know, they're empty of the season. And God is saying this morning, you know, am I going to bloom again? And God is saying, you will bloom again. You will, you will sprout forth again. Even though you're in a season where you feel dry and you feel without purpose and you feel like everything inside of you is empty and God is saying you will bloom again you do have a purpose there is a call on your life there is an anointing on your life that's why it's so important to to sit close to the Father in this moment because the enemy of our soul will feed us lies the enemy of our soul will continue to lie to us and say, there's no more purpose for you. You're never going to make it through this moment. Your family will never be the same again. Your marriage is not going to last. You're not going to make it financially. And these are the lies of the enemy. And it makes the man of God and the woman of God, it makes us feel surrounded. It's like, God, how am I going to get out of this thing? And you know what begins to happen? We become, we come in agreement with the lies of the enemy. And we start saying stuff like, yeah, I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think my business will ever look the same. I don't think my marriage will make it. I don't think I'm going to make it financially. I don't know. Maybe my kids won't be right. And then, you know what begins to happen? We begin to echo the same thing that, that, that we start hearing. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, there's a promise I've been looking at. It says, set your mind on things which are above, not things on the earth. Fix your thoughts Fix your thoughts on the Lord. Pastor, this giant is so big. And he keeps telling me I'm not going to make it. He keeps telling me I'm going to lose. I'm not saying that there's not a giant in your life. I'm not saying that there's that he's not saying and feeding you lies. I'm asking you today, don't come in agreement with the lies of the giant. Don't come in agreement with the lies of the enemy that's surrounding you right now. There's every one, every person in this room. Listen, every person in this room can pick up this Bible and begin to preach. I know each of you personally. I know every person in this room can stand and begin to pray and to encourage. You know what God is saying right now this morning? That every word that you've ever preached, every prayer that you ever prayed, every scripture that you've ever quoted, God is saying, would you write these in the, in the, on your heart? Would you live out this thing? Because our life is too short. There's a purpose for your life. 
Because what begins to happen when we get surrounded, all of a sudden we pull back and we begin to live just, I just, now we get self-focused. God is saying there's a purpose for your life. You will bloom again. You will bear fruit again. There's another promise in the Word that says that you'll even bear fruit in off seasons. That even in bad seasons, even, even when it's not, not the right season, God says you'll still bloom. You'll still spring forth. In Isaiah, he says this, Isaiah. He says, Behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not know it? Is it going to spring forth? He said, forget those things which are behind. The Apostle Paul begins to talk about that. He says, I forget those things which are behind and I push forward. That's what I hear God saying over us today. The enemy that you see today, you'll see it again no more. And I want you to receive this by the Spirit that there are really more for us than those are against us. I want you to know that God really is for you. He's not against you. God wants you to know this morning that He really is a healer. That He really is a provider. That He is a God who heals. He is a God who restores. He is a God that brings joy. If you never hear another message, hear what God is saying today. That God is with you. That God loves you. And God will bring you through. God will restore. He will give you beauty for ashes. He will give you oil for joy. He will restore to you the joy of your salvation. Please hear what the Spirit of God is saying today. This is not a sermon. This is a message from heaven. You may feel surrounded. But no, God is surrounding you. You may feel hard-pressed on every side. But there is a purpose for pressure. There's a purpose for the Gethsemane moments that we're in. When we pray, and we pray, and then we go to the others, and we expect them to be praying with us, but instead of them praying, they're sleeping. purpose for the pressure that we're going through. My wife said this yesterday and I've been echoing it a lot and I'm going to act like God gave it to me but God gave it to her through somebody else. But she said something that touched my heart yesterday and she said when I can't understand God's hand I must trust his heart. When I don't understand why, why God does what he does got to trust his heart. Thank you, Lord. There are a lot of things I don't understand why God does what he does. I don't understand why God allowed what he allowed to happen this year. I don't. And I know instantly 
life, sometimes we can go real fast to the things that look bad, the things that hurt us, and, and the things that are causing us a lot of pain. Real fast, we can start to pull out all the negative. It takes effort to focus on the things that are good, things that are lovely, right, hun? Things that are of good report, things that are praiseworthy, things that are pure, things that are noble. It takes effort. I'm in Philippians chapter 4. Be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your prayers be made known to God. Come on, how many know that scripture? And that's what God is saying today. The scriptures that you have quoted, the scriptures that you have written down, scriptures you have prayed. I hear God say this to you ladies in here today. The prayers that you prayed, and I got to say this by the Spirit, the prayers that you prayed during the roar prayer line are still good. Don't think for one second that the prayers that you prayed were in vain. Don't think that anything that you've done in the past was in vain. Because all things work together to the good, to those who love God, who are the called, the called, according to His purpose. Don't think that your labor was in vain. Don't think that you prayed in vain. Don't think that anything you did was in vain. steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. As your pastor, I long for the day to minister back to our church body again. Many things have taken place over this year. We've experienced great highs and great lows. And there are many in the room that are wondering personally where, what's going to happen personally, maybe with your family, with your future. And like I said, everybody in this room has their own storm, has their own giant that they're facing, their own hurt. Me personally, I want to wait up until midnight on New Year's Eve just to make 20 make sure 2020 does leave you know and to welcome a new year in and this is what I hear God saying for 21 God's telling me about to have 21 days of prayer and fasting 21 for 21 starting on January 1st prayer, connection with God is the only thing that's going to change our hearts. It's going to change your family. When we get to the presence of God, it's what changes everything. Not a fancy message, not a clever, not clever words. The Apostle Paul said the same thing, I didn't come to you with clever words, but I came to you with power, with boldness. Allow the presence of God to come. I want us to worship the Lord for a moment. I want us to sing a song, a love song to God. I never get tired of singing and I sing praises to the Lord. I don't. 
but this is what I, what I want to do. And Lori, if you could come and help Jake, please sing the song. Please, thank you. I just, I just, I just feel impressed how to, how to do this for this moment. I just want to be simple today. Thank you, Lord, for always being available. Love your courage and faith in God. I want to encourage you this morning to worship the Lord. Because that is the only thing that's going to change your heart. It may not change the situation at first, but it will change your lenses. It will change your heart. And so that's what I want to pray for you today. That we would see the army of God. That we would see that they're truly for, more for me than those are against me. That we would truly see that there is an army of God surrounding us. That you would truly see that even though we feel by ourselves, that God is with us. Even though that you feel maybe surrounded by the enemy, that God is still with you. And I'm not making light of what, you, what you're going through right now. I'm not. But God will bring us through. God will bring your family through this. God will, God will restore marriages. God will restore joy again. God will restore your family. So I'm asking every person in this room who wants to worship the Lord. If we can stand to our feet just for a moment, please. And so we're going to join together. I want us to become the worship team this morning. Come on. Sing it, Jesus. Let's praise this to you.